Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about <laughs> Big Brother Canada and Survivor. Danielle, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm I'm very freshly awoken from a nap, so oh, I feel very good. That's a gamble. It that's is, a gamble. I, you I gambled know. with me, my afternoon. You gambled with our <laughs> listeners' time. Well, There's a million podcasts out there, and you're like, 50% I'm going to wake up and be like, I want to die. I can't talk or think. Oh, I always, here's, I timed it. The timing could not have been better. And everyone always tells you, oh, you should be sleep when the baby sleeps. So we put the baby down. I jumped into bed. I set an alarm to wake up exactly eight minutes before this podcast started. Oh, wow. <laughs> because eight minutes is enough time to like wake up, get some water, get a snack, get some caffeine if you need to, and then get this thing set up. Although I'm going to be very radically honest with our listeners. I did have to text Brett and say, I need three minutes to set yeah. up because it wasn't, I'm, I'm learning 11 minutes is how long I should have said it. But <laughs> <laughs> 11 minutes ago, I was playing City Skylines on my PC Waiting for Danielle to wake up. I didn't. I had no <laughs> idea you were asleep. You know, I mean, you're probably not sleeping that much at night, though. So well, you can easily jump right into the nap. You have like parent powers of like I can instantly fall asleep during the day now. It's tricky because like our baby, I'm gonna knock on wood, is actually pretty good about sleeping at night. She only uh, wakes up once, maybe twice, but only, only twice. Yeah. I tell you, well, my dog has been waking once. up once or twice in the middle of the <laughs> night for the last month or so, and I have been yeah. a shell of myself. Well, that's, the thing is, is like she only wakes up once or twice, and she, it's very quick. You just feed her and throw her back in her crib, and that's oh, it, okay. right? But like, you don't have to take her down to the street to make a diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> at three in the morning on the street. Yeah, so that's I guess where it differs for me. I'm yeah. fully awake by that point. Yeah, exactly. Some ways it's better, but. <laughs> it's like she goes back to sleep, but I'm I, I can't go back to sleep sometimes during the night. That's what messes with your sleep is you're like, what if she wakes up again? Or like, I don't know, you start thinking about the things you need Bills. to do or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to, you know, we don't want to go down that road. Taxes. What are taxes Ugh. due in Canada? They're due May 2nd. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Get got an a couple extra two more weeks. weeks in Trudeau's socialist, <laughs> socialist republic. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but I'm feeling great. How are you feeling, Brett? I guess we got a little taste. You're a little tired, huh? Danielle. Yeah. I'm peeved. I'm mm. teased. Oh. And I'm displeased. Yesterday, I went to not the big one. I went to a chain of fast, casual Mexican restaurants. Not the big <laughs> <Mexerans>. one. <laughs> yeah. Was, okay. Not the big one. No. A different one. Not Pudobo. What? Okay. Not Quadobo. Oh, I went to Qdoba. <laughs> uh, Chipotle is the good. I don't want to say their name. Oh, wait. I ordered... so, am I Chipotle right? Chipotle is actually... the big one. Chipotle yeah, is the I know. big one. I okay. know. I went to, okay. Anyways, I ordered one burrito and one yeah. fountain soda. And when I got to the fountain, they had Coca-Cola Classic and they had Coca-Cola Zero. And they did not have Diet Coke. Wow. If this is where society is going, where the two Coke options are Coke regular and Coke zero and Diet Coke isn't there, then I'm going to I'm just going to I'm going to like go to the moon and take off. It my wasn't helmet. even an option or it had run out. 
didn't have it. It wasn't an option. Did they ever have it? I don't know. I've never actually <laughs> never been to a Qdoba before. I was I, like, of- I cannot believe I guess that you went to Qdoba. <laughs> That's the most exciting part of this story. <laughs> I can't Qdoba, right? Yeah. Or, I've never yeah. been to one before. I was running errands. I had some stuff to do. I went into my office yesterday, a rare, a rare a sighting of Brett uh, in a physical uh, office building. I was just going around doing stuff. And wow. Anyways, like, what's the what's the deal? What's the dealio with that? If I wanted something yeah. that tasted like Coke, I would just have Coke. Yeah. To have the, Coke Zero and not Diet Coke, that speaks to, like, the population there. I mean, clearly, I doing they, the took research. A, they did the market research, <laughs> much like Memphis said for his restaurants. And they realized that the market did not want Diet Coke. Until this is LA, baby. You can't take a meeting without getting a Diet Coke. Maybe they had, did they have green juice on tap? I don't know. Probably. I put I went to med school. I hung out with Dr. Pepper instead. (laughs) You know Dr. Pepper is a real person and she's a doctor on Married at First Sight, the reality show. What? (laughs) Yeah. Of Dr. Pepper fame? No, she's a separate Dr. Pepper. She, she, her name just happens to be. She's her name happens to be Pepper, and she got her doctorate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wow, we Um, have a lot to talk about today. We have, we do have. I know. Cracked into it. Danielle saw the most, uh, the highest grossing film of 2021 yesterday. She has some thoughts. Uh, I thought it was more of a Survivor Week than a Big Brother Week, in my opinion. I don't know about you. Well, Survivor was a jumbo episode. I'm just, let's take a minute to pat me on the back this oh, week. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> usually I cram, because we usually record on Sundays. So I cram all of my watching into the weekends <laughs> because you it's don't hard get to that keep Saturday up during nap. the week. You got to watch two and a half hours of Big Brother. Exactly. It's so hard to keep up during the week because it's like, it just all keeps piling on. I don't want to spend, I only get two hours of free time per night, per day. Let's just say for 24 hours, I get two hours of free time, okay? So sometimes I don't want one hour of that to be Big Brother, and it's on three times a week. <laughs> but this week, I said, you know what? I'm going to be so prepped. I watched the episodes as they came out. I watched Survivor, and thank God, because Survivor was a Mondo Jumbo episode. And so I've watched it all. And um, yeah, I think it's fair to say it was more of a Survivor week, but I thought it was good. It was good Big Brother wise as well. Okay. I do, have a, I do have a question. So should we get into Survivor or Big Brother first? Whatever you want to do. Let's do Big Brother first because okay. there's just, there's always so much of that Big Brother. Okay. So here's a question that I saw on Reddit that I was like, oh yeah, what the hell? What happened? Remember when Kevin was nominated and then he didn't go home and they were like, you get to choose a door. Behind one door is $5,000. Behind another door. Oh, yeah. They never, ever did that again. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to that? (laughs) That I didn't even remember until I saw this post on Reddit and I was like, wait a minute. This they just completely dropped it. They just forgot about it. Yeah, that sucks. That was good. I like that. <laughs> I 
did too. They maybe they just decided like we've got so much shit going on in these episodes. They made JC Lynn jump through so many hoops to get a power that she ultimately did not use. <laughs> I thought that was fine. Someone asked us about that. That's in our comments for the week. Like, I think it was fine that she didn't use it. I think it's fine I too. thought it's there was surprising. a lot of drama around it, around her not being able to tell, around her <laughs> finally not using the power and finally being able to tell Gino <laughs> and then not for like a full day because... Of what his, I, I thought uh, because of what his reaction might be, I I was f- very fine with how the entire thing went. Yeah, I mean, it made sense for her to not use it. It was just kind of a bummer. It was so much buildup. This took a lot of time in one of the episodes. Yeah, she there had to was do a, so much shit. She yeah. had to sneak around. <laughs> I would have been fine if it had just been that first mission. Instead, it was like now you have to go test every door and get the keys and now you have to answer this riddle and it was like yeah, that's enough that's enough when le- when there's less people in the house there's like less stuff going on like yeah Helena won the pov like early in the episode and i looked at the little time stamp i look at the marker i'm like there's a fucking half hour left like what's going <laughs> yeah. on like i also know she's not going to use the veto like what drama is going to happen is someone going to like no, stab no someone? like what's going on there was, uh, they tried to make a mountain out of a molehill in terms of summer flirting with Gino. Oh God, we got to talk about summer. Summer is, <laughs> summer is turning to winter in my opinion. <laughs> oh, wow. It's warming up in Canada. You got the, and yet. whatever the hell drinks they had, but. <laughs> oh yeah, the hard seltzer. Oh wait, what were they drinking? Was it hard seltzer? Yes, right? Whatever the hell, what is it called? I don't even, I had a note about it. Was it like, it was called like Muskoka. Muskoka. I don't know. I don't know what Muskoka is. I don't know if that's like a Canadian brand or something like that. Let me tell you. These people Canada's got. <laughs> so behind. <laughs> these people got so hyped about a fucking bowl full of chips. <laughs> I know. They were really like hungry. There was like a tiny, like if you went to this, par- if you saw this spread at a barbecue or like a friend's party, you'd be like. Yeah. They didn't try that hard. Yeah, you'd have been like, oh, I should have brought something I yeah, actually I wanted bad. to eat. I'm going I'm to have to go to McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, wait, Brett. I what? swear I paid attention and I watched all of these episodes. Why did they put the whole house on slop? Because every once in a while, they did. Because then they would be sad for a bit. And then they right. could there all was get no, there was, it wasn't. There was no actual reason, right? There was no, like, a punishment. Well, that was the thing is they were all like, what did we do to deserve it? You're on a fucking game show. That's what you you (laughs) signed up. You're on a game show where part of it is every once in a while they make you eat, like, flavorless oatmeal for, like, six days straight because it messes with your mind. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't something I missed because I kept asking myself the same question. I was like, because every once in a while they'd be like, oh, I'm so hungry. And I was like, why? And oh, yeah, they're on slop. And then it was such a big deal to be taken for the Wendy's dinner. <laughs> the slop is. Uh, I, I mean, I we've talked about it. Like, I, I think it's the slop thing is we, we should probably retire have nots from Big Brother. It doesn't really add yeah. too much the way they do it in BBUS where they don't even mention it for like weeks. Unless yeah. someone is like really particularly like going through withdrawals, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, this person hasn't eaten uh, solid food for six days." 
And you know, you know, we can't get into it yet, but you know who's really hungry? The cast of Survivor. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but anyway, so we haven't even really discussed any plot points. So Gino won HOH and he's like going back and forth on who to put up. And he ends up putting up Summer and Moose. And he, his goal is to backdoor Marty because he doesn't trust him because Marty's backstabbed him and then previously Marty's, apologized twice. I, yeah, he's a chaos agent and Gino's fed up. He's so chaotic that you can actually, that it's actually not chaotic anymore. It's like, be, it's turned into lawful evil where you actually understand the loop of what he's going to do. Right. Um, and... Gina, I'm sorry, Moose says when they're all doing, they're like, oh, ooh, check out my mansion witch room. Yeah. And Moose has on, been on stop for like four hours. Like, if you take me to Wendy's, I will do whatever you want this week. Yeah. Great. And we even get, I think it was JC Lynn who does a diary room that's like, all right, he's making it very easy. <laughs> like, Yeah, Kevin, JC Lynn both did that. They were like, yeah, okay, sure. Just volunteer as a, as a pawn, why don't you? Put him up. So that's what he does. That's what he does. Summer, who I, well, we got to talk about a bit here. I mean, there's a many summer things to mention throughout the many, week. Many, many. The first things. one here is just on, on the Monday night episode. She's like, I'm not going to go on the block. I'm safe. And she goes to talk to her, her one-on-one with Gino. And she says in the DR surrounding that, the only person Gino has in the house is me and JC Lynn. This is someone who does not have much of a, like she is a really good social player and like a really fun right. character. And like anytime that this, the camera's on her, you're like, oh, wow. Someone who knows how to like make, make TV, make yeah. TV fun. <laughs> yeah. But I would not call her a good big brother player really. No, anymore. I, thought she, and I thought she was. Yeah. She's kind I of totally turning agree. into the person who's like, they might take her to the end just because like there might not. I don't know if there's a path for someone to really win anymore, short of winning every competition, which I like, which I don't know if it's going to happen. And she's just like to be like, Gino doesn't have anyone in the house other than me and JC Lynn. It's like, girl, he has a plenty of other people, which is why you're a pawn this week. Yeah. It means he was actually completely fine with losing you. If the worst happens, which was close to happening. Yeah. And I couldn't tell because I know that back when he was here, her mom made a comment about Summer throwing so many comps. And I'm like, I'm not sure if she is still throwing comps or not, but it almost doesn't matter just because her her social game was good. But I I think she's just getting too prideful or too... Some, something has changed in her or maybe she was always like this and we're just seeing more of her but like you know the the veto speech of like kiss my ass <laughs> and like I'm not gonna and her campaigning her lack of campaigning skills she's and a joke like, she's a joke to the other contestants yeah she really is even if she tries to win and says, oh, I, I, was I wasn't throwing this competition, people will just think that she was throwing it. She actually yeah. now can't lose. A Every time she loses, people just assume she's throwing it, no matter of what her actual intent is. And her campaigning is so bad that they have to keep her. Because it's like, I don't take this, that nobody takes her seriously anymore. No one's going to yeah. vote for her to win. And right. 
she's just like potentially secured herself second place, which is good for her. But yeah, like second place. Ten thousand Canadian dollars, I think. You know, you get nominated, and you and you and you, uh, your opponent gets evicted unanimously. And honestly, I think it was a pretty costly week for Summer. I think so too. Not only in the eyes of the house guests, but honestly, I think in the eyes of Canada. Canada. Yeah, <laughs> just because she was so fun loving, I I felt a darker energy from her this week. Oh but yeah, let's talk a little bit about the flirting with Gino. Okay, okay, okay. this was weird. <laughs> like, I just didn't understand in what way this, even if it was just for game. Like Gino says to diary camera, "Oh, I know she's just doing it for the game reasons," but like, what reasons are those? And I'm all for, I, w- I was actually like, ooh, maybe this will start a fun fight between, because I, you know, I love some drama. But it didn't, J.C. Lynn didn't start a fight. She just went into the pantry and and huffed and puffed for a minute. And like, what did this get us? What did this actually get us? When, I mean, I think the worst thing is like, why are you doing this while you're <laughs> on the block? To the HOH and the HOH's closest ally. You want to like play games or whatever? Yeah. And like <laughs> Josh's Josh's HOH, fine, sure, whatever. He doesn't care who you're flirting with. But this is you were like, you're fucking with the emotions on purpose of the HOH and the HOH's closest ally while you're on the block after the veto ceremony is over. Like, why? They can just decide. Let's flip it. Yeah. It's so weird. It was very strange. Um, so that was weird. And like, G- I, there's something weird. You know, Gino wasn't into it. So there's, it was kind of uncomfy. <laughs> it was it a little was. uncomfy <laughs> to watch. Um, it, I would have been like, like Kevin. I would have just cringy. been like, I'm going to eat grapes by myself in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'd rather do. <laughs> Kevin, how is Kevin the best player of all time? <laughs> I don't know. How did this happen? Our villain king he was, he was ended up being, yeah, exactly. He was bred for this. Um, so yeah, Summer had a bad week. Her, yeah, her campaign skills were really bad. I think it was Helena, or maybe it was Betty. I'm like, if Betty was talking talking to the camera about how bad your game is, you really need to take a look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Betty because was like, <laughs> you have this moment where because flashback to last week, Betty is nominated. It seems like Betty is going to stay unanimously, which she did. Yeah. And Summer's like, I don't know if, who, who she's been aligned with the entire game. Summer's like, I don't know if I'm going to vote for you to stay. I don't know. Like, there's a lot in my mind. And Summer was completely honest with that. Like, yeah. To the point where Betty's pretty much like, we're kind of done. Like, there's not really much of her. Can't blame her. Yeah. And then a really funny scene Betty comes out and says those same exact exact thing she kind of knows she's gonna vote for summer to stay because at this point it's best for everyone for summer to stay because summer can't win a comp is gonna throw half of them and can't win the game yeah every every person perhaps i don't know maybe betty has like less of a less of a a, like a case to win the game than summer Mm -hmm. i don't know I, I think everyone would win over Summer. 
perhaps other than Betty would be a toss up. Yeah, it feels like maybe the only like reasoning I could give to Summer's sort of to this week was like is is the thing of like. I won nothing. I pissed everyone off <laughs> and I didn't even campaign and I'm here in final two. Like that is actually, you know, galaxy brain strategy. But I'm sort of even that pales in comparison to how Betty's been doing it this whole time. So I yeah, I just don't I don't know what I don't know what she's doing. I was rooting for her. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not saying she's not like fun. She's like she's a good yeah, character. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, great she's still character. a good character because it's amazing to see people campaign, to see Moose campaigning so hard, and then somewhere to be like, "I'm not promising you anything." Kiss, <laughs> yeah, my, kiss ass. my ass! Like what? <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen someone try harder to get evicted. Uh, that was great. Yeah, that did. Even though that stupid little challenge really didn't give us much in terms of Chase Linden to use it. It did give us Summer doing that. I guess because they all thought it was Marty. Marty who do, was icing I, that knee. <laughs> I loved, I really liked the, the secret video. I, I thought it was fine. I yeah. thought yeah, I mean it's a lot of, it's a lot of time with JC Lynn. You uh-huh. know. Who's perfectly fine. She's fine, but this you and I are in Gino. You and I are in Gino. We're not trying to like no. put a ring on it, you know? No, no, no. So, We've had enough. enough you know, the, enough, the yeah. amount of time that we spent with her already was enough. There's not much more to her, I don't think. She's perfectly fine. What I just, I love, even that, even though she didn't use it, I think people were upset that she didn't use it. And we're going to talk about another challenge that's built to be used later. Roxy, mm. right? <laughs> um, I thought what was great is that she cannot tell Gina. She cannot tell Gina. Or else you'll be evicted. What an amazing punishment. <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. And, <sighs> and then she finally has the opportunity to tell him. And she goes up into the room. And it's like it's like they're watching a movie together. Mm. Perhaps a Adrian Lyon film. Perhaps like a <laughs> smutty adult feature. Like rated R. Like Diane Lane's in it. Yeah. And... Something okay. The characters, they're they're getting intimate, right? And maybe something right. maybe something happens in the scene. Maybe a costume comes out, or maybe there's something that's a little bit beyond the vanilla realm comes out. And oh, yes. you're about to say to your partner, "Wouldn't that be fun for us to try?" But right <laughs> as you're about to say that, your partner's like. I would never do that. That's disgusting. Before you say it. And that's what JC Lynn was about to do. Because JC Lynn was about to be like, I did this like for us. And he was about to be like, whoever, whoever did that, they revealed their true colors. <laughs> it's like a classic. You're so right. Like classic, like, I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you too. Wait, let me go first. Yeah. <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> you know, it's always like, it is such a great trope. You don't see it much these days. And but Big Brother gave it to us. Big Brother Canada gave it to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gino, Gino did not want to hear about this this power. And then he became they all pretty convinced Marty. though once Helena won. He became pretty convinced that this was the right. Like, you couldn't even she because she did kind of talk to him. She's like, are we a hundred percent sure we want to do this? And maybe like, is there a part of you that would want to, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And he was like, no, this is the right. I, I think he's he ultimately was fine with it. Everyone's saying Gino is like the smartest guy in the house. Well, I guess who's Everyone left? Is Josh. Josh is a doctor. Everyone's entitled <laughs> to their own beliefs. Yeah. Josh is a doctor. Marty is a, French. Gino's a good player. I think he kind of just like adjusts to whatever comes to him, but I don't think he's like really strategizing. I, I don't think like Gino's ever going to like in the next three or four weeks pull together. Oh no, we got to get this person and this person and this person and flip the house. Like that's not what Gino's going to do. He's just no, going to yeah. kind of be hot and be there and just know, like make a smart decision for himself in the moment and not really do anything else. I wouldn't call him a strategist or the smartest player in the house he's just like he kind of he just has good instincts and it's kind of just there yeah i mean he there is something to be said about being adaptable in the big brother house and being able to fly by the seat of your pants in the way that yeah he's been on the bottom and luckily he's won two comps that happen to be hoh comps so like he's been able to save his and jc lynn's butts twice when they've needed it so he is, I guess, kind of a clutch player in that way as well. But no, a master strategist, he's no Ricard. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, you're right. He is, um, he's, he, he's extremely adaptable and he's like cool as a cucumber, basically. Yes. Very cool under the hot, hot collar. He's a, he's a fireman, right? Yeah. So there you go. When it's hot outside, you got to stay cool. <laughs> You've got to stay cool, my friends. <laughs> Mes amis. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so Moose does finally, I was like, finally, they got rid of this guy. Moose was really like a little cockroach. Like he, yeah. everyone gave him his due. He was very good at, he played hard. He, he saved his own butt many times, but his number was up. It was time for him to go. Yeah, he's he's a very solid, enjoyable, likable player. Yeah, you play this game a hundred times, he probably wins ten of them. You know, he yeah. probably wins a you know like, you know, he kind of aligned himself with people who who eventually, you know, his little team kind of hit this losing streak right in the middle of the season. You know, with Herman and and stuff and. And if a couple different things go the wrong way, then it's like her, him and Herman are walking through the game. This is a very interesting season of Big Brother where there's not there's not like an eight on four sort of thing happening or an eight right. you know eight on six sort of thing. There's like a bunch of groups of two or three that are very interchangeable, and they will kind of detach from one and bond to another pair for a week, and then the next week it's kind of onto something different. So like it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that's interesting this week, uh, you know, with Moose and, and with Josh particularly, Moose selects Josh for for veto. Yeah. And Josh is like, this is like the second or third time he's done this. I don't know why. Like, I'm not really prepared <laughs> to use the veto on him. And and Moose's pitch to Josh at the at one of his, his final campaigns, he's like, I'll pick you for house guest choice every time. It, like Josh is not aligned with him. It's interesting to right. hear from Josh because Josh is like, oh, I'm actually most aligned with crash test dummies, which is Kevin and Hel- like his threesome with Kevin and Helena. And I wouldn't even say Kevin and Helena think of that as like their best threesome. Maybe they do. I'm not sure. Mo- like, why would Josh want someone constantly publicly displaying overtures of 
there being a relationship that isn't really there. Moose keeps behaving in these veto ceremonies and stuff as if Josh is his number one and they have this final two together. Why the hell would Josh want someone around like that? You know, it's a great question. And I would even raise that question to like, what is Josh? <laughs> what is Josh, Josh indeed? Josh is a mystery man. I, I still think Josh is probably a, a favorite to win. I think Josh yeah. is the exact oh, yeah. type of blank slate that oh, is, yes. is going to win. Josh is truly like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, wait, is that? Oh, no, it's Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's Josh again? <laughs> I remember he's a doctor, but he really, and he, he's been nominated. It's not like he's had like the most low profile this season. And yet I just don't know what's going on inside that head of his. I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, I didn't realize who his alliance really was. I figured he liked Betty, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. Uh, from an outside perspective, he and Betty are like this final two duo, but he's yeah. actually not really aligned towards them. His he wants to work with Kevin and Helena. It, it's it's interesting. I, I he has grown on me a lot more. Like when we first saw him, I was like, "What is it? this guy's like so boring?" Like good for him. Like he's a sweet guy, but like yeah, he's really boring. I like him. Well, all. he's still I, like he's that growing for me. on me. Mm-hmm. I still feel that. I'm like, what the, who is this? Who is this guy? <laughs> you know, I, 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 as we've gotten further into the game, I feel like I know him more, but I still think he's, has a really good shot to win. Oh yeah. He's definitely a, a winner's pick. I mean, over summer, I, over Betty, over, J, over JC Lynn, like JC Lynn yeah. does have to come out soon and maybe win a comp here and has to own the fact that she was the secret veto. And she did this whole entire, honestly, blow it out. Yeah, she, she had to take a phone call and do these. Say it was like four other things. Nobody. And none knows. of you knew. That's yeah. the that's the key. And none of you had any idea. It was me, and I made sure you didn't have any idea. That's how well I was playing you all, like a fiddle. Say the summer thing was part of it too. I had to start a fight. Yeah, with summer. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think he's a boring winner, but definitely a winner potential. Obviously, I think we can all agree that Kevin probably should win this season. Oh, yeah. Unless if Helena break, like, really breaks out a couple more wins and just does some sort of cunning. If she, like, stabs Kevin in the back or, like, gets him evicted, something like that. Otherwise, it's probably, it should be Kevin's game to win or to lose, rather. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I think Marty is also, like, has a really strong case. I mean, if he gets to the end, people are going to be like, Phew. yeah, of course. I mean, vote for Marty. Like, vote Marty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know we don't really talk about her the way we talk about Julie Chen, but Arissa's dress on the live eviction episode yeah. was such an, like, that combined with the set was such an eyesore. I found it very difficult to look at the screen. Wow. More or less than Spider-Man No Way Home. (laughs) You don't even want... Don't get me started on that. Okay. (laughs) We still have to talk about Survivor. All right. Well, do we have anything else on Big Brother? Well, let's see. Did we get any questions? We did. Um, Do you have a Philips Sonicare Power Flosser, Danielle? (gasps) 
I don't have a power flosser, but I do use a Philip. I believe it is a Diamond Care toothbrush. Oh, I love my electric toothbrush. You know, I went electric and I never looked back when it comes to dental care. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got an electric one during the pandemic. I got a, a water pick as well. Oh, oh my. It's a different I, brand of than the, the power flosser. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Once you get an electric toothbrush and you tap that thing on, it is it is an adjustment to realize how long you should be brushing Two minutes is? Oh my God. Before, I was like, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things in all of cinema is in Scott Pilgrim versus the world when Michael Sarah washes his hands for like a half second. <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly how I wash my hands and exactly how I brush my teeth, which is like, oh, 15 seconds. That was two minutes. That'll do it, right? Yeah, that'll do <laughs> that'll it. Do. Uh, yeah, two minutes is quite a long time, quite an it's eternity. A, every time I think it's going to be done, it's like, no, there's 30 more seconds left. There's all these sci-fi movies and stuff where it's like, instead of putting people in jail for 20 years, we give them a drug where it makes them feel like they're in prison for a thousand years. <laughs> That's what using a electric toothbrush is like. Yeah. Um, so... As, as great as this competition was, no, I don't think I'm going to be switching my toothbrush loyalty anytime soon. Wow. Well, we there's a lot more uh, from SpawnCon Island. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we have, I'm going through the quick, we have a lot of questions this week. We do. Um, something about recording on Saturday, I think. Okay. So, oh, this is, <laughs> well, wait, this BB is something one. I BB do. Ones. Yeah, this up? this is something I wanted to bring up anyway because because I noticed this too. Okay, I'm sure you did too. Once I bring it up, okay. From Matt Giesbrecht, having not watched most of the older seasons of BB Can, do you have any hot takes on the previous winners they've been wheeling out for the Wendy's pickups? This is a great question because it reminded me. Yeah, Gino is like because they have some girl in the Wendy's pickup it's window. Paris, be like the winner of BB Can Six. Right, sure. And she's like, she's like, congrats, Gino. Here's my tip. And Gino full on does a very radically honest diary session where he's like, I didn't watch her season, but I respect what she has to say. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And that's like, yeah, that's he's speaking for us all there, for all of these people. And same for when they did that competition of like past Big Brother Canada contestants like in the doors in yeah. the, through the mirrors like doing their little statue poses yeah i didn't know who any of those who i knew who spicy v was the rest i don't know Jedrick was there he was <laughs> yeah. on last season yeah him i remember too but yeah the rest of them was like tommy yeah so one a response we got to that was from one river mike saying it is embarrassing for both the past winners and the current house guests <laughs> and i i'm inclined to agree I, i've said before i have no interest in in reality show contestants once their show is over like i'm right. i am i'm completely embarrassed for them i don't want to follow them on social media like they all even the ones who I like stink. Like, just, I mean, honestly, your best maneuver is to be like Johnny Mac or whatever and be like, I'm an actual dentist with a real job. Like, just go yeah. back to your real adult job and make more money living your life than you would have made on the stupid TV show anyways. Unfortunately for a lot of them, it's like they are going to make more money doing, right? Because remember, Nicole Franzel was a nurse. She, she was some money being a nurse. A nurse. 
but she doesn't want to because she makes more money being an influencer. Uh, being a nurse is not fun in no. And much the respect. 2020s. Can I just say much respect to all nurses out there? Yeah. We love our nurses, folks. We, we do. We love them. Um, we want more of them, but it is tough out there. Um, from another from oh, we got a lot. I mean, a lot. To be fair, we got a lot of questions, but they're all from Matt. <laughs> There's so. one river. Mike has dropped two. Marco okay. Patino dropped two. <laughs> Explogan. So. I've never seen Explogan before, but he's okay. He's in here. Yes, totally. Well, let's get through all of them. Please tell me I'm not the only one that gets borderline motion sickness during the BB can recap packages that start the episodes with constant zooming in and out and camera sounds like it's a video project some kid made for their high school media class. Wow. Roast them a little more. I don't watch the intro. There's oh, two, I always there's do. There's like two comments out there. I don't watch the intro. I don't need to see previously. On. I need I already, to. I already watched it. Oh, I don't care. I need to watch because I need to be reminded. I'm like, wait, that happened? And he's totally right. They do crazy. It's so overproduced. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is overproduced. <laughs> Big Brother Canada. I don't watch previously on because I already watched it. And I don't watch next week on because I'm going to watch it. <laughs> those are those are Brett's rules to live and die by. That's stuff that you take from. Uh, from Roxroy Island right there. <laughs> we'll get into Roxroy Island in a bit. Yeah. From one of, this is also from Matt, from one of the BB Can intro packages this week is the line, full frontal rudity, the greatest line ever said by a BB announcer. Yeah, it's really good. It's know. really good. Never seen it. It's good. It's good. Full frontal rudity. That's what you get when you watch an Adrian Lyon movie. Um, one River Mike wants to know, give us a peek behind the curtain. How do a couple friends in different countries come oh, together once a week to make this show happen? And how many years have you been doing this? So this is like a general cue, general Hey Julie show cue wants to know the secret sauce to making these episodes. Yeah, Danielle and I have uh, had the same phone numbers for 10 years, <laughs> at least when, whenever we met each other. So I just, I just text her at that number. Yeah. And I text often. I do text back. Oh, no, you changed your number, actually. <laughs> I did change my you number. You changed your number a year ago. You texted me out of the blue. It's like, hey, it's Danny. I'm like, I am being fucking catfished right now. I have to I, get a Canadian number. I DM'd number. you on Twitter. I was like, Are, is someone catfishing me as you right now? And you were like, no. Because the I way I let all of my friends know I changed my number is I sent them... I sent them a text saying, new number, who dis? <laughs> like completely out of the blue. So a lot of people got it and they're like, ha ha. Because I said, it's Danny, who who dis? And then they would say, ha ha, it's, it's Nick. Or ha ha, this is Julie. And I'm like, I know who you are. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one texting you. <laughs> but Brett took it to the... That, Brett gave me that two-level authentication. I am very... Too fast, I am here, very aware. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get hacked. I've got a public. No. I'm a public persona. I'm a public person. Yeah. People exactly. can easily go on and be like, "Okay, there are these two people who host a podcast. They have this relationship. I'm just going to make up a fake number and be like, hey, this is Danielle. I'm stuck in Justin Trudeau's <laughs> <laughs> trucker line where he murders all the truckers for wanting freedom. Please wire me twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. So, just, and then yeah. in terms of the way we do the show, wow, it's actually very technical. It's very, very high tech. 
I don't even know if I can explain it. So I'm going to let it, Brett do it. Yeah, I don't know. We just, <laughs> we just chat. We just chat on, on a popular video chat thing that people use. And, and like, both of us record into, into separate mics. Yeah. And Danielle sends me her audio file. And I... And I give it a pithy title. Oh, yeah. That's the best part of my week <laughs> is Danielle will send an audio file to me and it will just be like, Adrian line, baby. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> or it'll be a reference to something. I'm like, what the fuck? Is you doing? It'll be a reference podcast. to something we talked about for like 0.5 seconds in the podcast. No, you better memory than I do. It's I, a little Easter egg. I do a very simple master of the audio file to make sure it all sounds even and stuff. I spend zero time editing the podcast and then I publish it. <laughs> and you guys just eat it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, I skipped over, but from Explogan42, who do you wish had gotten the secret v POV? It would have been fun to see Betty do all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. that's what I'll say. Because I, I was going to say maybe Kevin, because it would have been a little more chaotic. We would have gotten a ton it, of Kevin VO, uh, DRs, which would have been great. Which, yeah, it would have been fun. But like, we get a lot of those anyway. I think it would have been fun to see Betty scurry around, give her Hel something to do. Helena would be good too, because she would literally be tripping on herself and like crying and like messing <laughs> up and, and yeah. talking and like being like, oh, I can't do it. I'm so bad at everything. Like, she, I don't, she would have been fun because like, I don't know if she would have been able to do it. And I just think she would have. Watching her struggle is actually quite charming and fun for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then Marco Patino wanted to know, knowing the outcome of the secret veto, was it a waste of time for everyone to show us how she got it? And should she have been forced to use it or unleash it in the house for someone else to find it? I do like the idea of unleashing something into the house. Um, unleashing the Kraken. Uh, but no... They tried. They tried and it flopped. So, you know, let's move on. Is I what thought I it say. was fine. I thought we got I thought we got a decent amount of human drama out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I still like it. We should do it once a season. We should bring it to yeah. yeah, we should have more stuff like that. I thought it was I thought strategically it was it was fine. I've We're made forgetting. my thoughts clear about this during the episode. The way this came about is they put a vase of flowers <laughs> in the house and there was one tiny little rolled up piece of paper <laughs> with a phone number on it and that's how that's how they determined the person to get this is that someone had to find <laughs> so random <laughs> and everyone marty's ice in his knee near that vase of flowers everyone notices the flowers everyone's like huh and yet only jc lynn had the gumption to find what was needed within the well, flowers. Well, speaking of ice, we should we should spoil the results of the HOH competition and move on to Survivor. Please do. All right. Is everyone ready? Yeah. Au revoir, Canada! <laughs> Marty is the new HOH three-time winner! Au revoir, Canada! Bonjour! <laughs> Good felicitations. Good for him. He he might be 42 years old with a bad knee and bad shoulders, but he's the HOH king. Oh yeah, he's he killing is. it. And he nominated 
Josh and Betty. Yeah, I mean, let's get get Josh out of here at this point. For all of our talk of, I think Josh is going to win the game. We'll, we'll see. You know, he's obviously in danger this week. Somehow, I don't know how, but I'm just seeing here that Summer is safe this week for some reason. I don't know if there was a some sort of extra competition or some sort of thing in the in the exist in the HOH competition. Um, she's safe for whatever reason. Don't know the mechanics of that. Um, the veto has not been played or is being played, I believe, sometime today. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But we'll see what we'll see what happens. But no, we'll um, get Marty out. Yeah, they gotta work on Marty. He is a killer. He's yeah. a killer. Um, we gotta move on to Survivor. There's we got so him. much to talk about. Yeah. We haven't even gotten Spider-Man yet. I know. We got and I gotta we gotta keep it to an hour today, baby. Oh, well, that's so. not gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, well, well, the broad points. Um, we got to talk about the Spawn Con. Yeah, I mean, Brett, I'm just waiting on pins and needles. Applebee's. We have not actually <laughs> seen Applebee's in a real live season since we've been discussing this as one of our best favorite personal bits of the show. I mean, this is something we text each other randomly. Just <laughs> the right. name of any dish in all caps. <laughs> Spicy quesadilla. Okay, Danielle, <laughs> so this is my question for you. Would you yeah. have the quesadilla burger, the whiskey bacon burger, or the classic burger? I would go for the whiskey bacon burger. How about you? Correct. This is the correct choice. I also love, we, we've discussed the sound bites in <laughs> the SpawnCon moments. Yeah. Mike is the SpawnCon king. The, the marketing director from Applebee's loves Mike because as Jeff is describing the Applebee's, we get two <laughs> sound bites from Mike where he goes, I love Applebee's. <laughs> and then he says, this is my, best, my favorite one. I'm a burger kind of guy. <laughs> That is something you would get on like a PDF, like a marketing PDF from Applebee's. It's like, well, our our, <laughs> our ideal customer is 18 to 49, and they describe themselves as a burger kind of guy. <laughs> that was so good. It's so good. And well, okay. Yeah, he has all the good sound bites, but um Jonathan. The shots of him, absolutely, it was like a cartoon, the way he ate those chicken wings. Yeah. A chicken wing would go fully formed into his mouth, and yeah. he would suck the meat off. It would come out just bone, dry bone. <laughs> yeah, um, but you can identify with Mike because, or I'm sorry, Jonathan, because you told me that your average meal is 18 eggs, nine pieces of cheese, <laughs> and grits. He's like Gaston. He is Gaston. You go to the store and sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy the 18 eggs. I'm going to buy the, I'm not going to go with the oh two God. lines of eggs. I'm going to go with three lines of eggs. That guy buys that. He goes through three of those a day and cracks that's, 18 eggs. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Speaking of Spawn Con, yeah. Someone from Big Egg industry he needs to get in touch with Jonathan and just hook him up with lifetime free eggs because he's going through them. Big time. Eggland, Jonathan is Eggland's best. 
But okay, wait, some other things about Applebee's. Uh, yeah, okay, good, good. I, I thought you were going to try to talk about Survivor. No, no I have more no, Applebee's no, 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 thoughts no. as well. I have some other things to say. So the Applebee's waiters. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> these people. I think it's safe to say I do not think these were Fiji locals. I believe they were flown in. One guy was not a local. <laughs> okay. One guy was like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. He was overweight. He had a comb over. He had a bad goatee. Two of the other people on my, I don't they could be from anywhere in the world. I don't think they were Fiji. I think they were, I was wondering, I was talking about it with my husband. I was like, do we think that they won the most like employee of the month at their respective Applebee's and the prize was, we will fly you coach to Fiji where you will serve survivor contestants on national TV as a prize. For one second. (laughs) I was really confused about the Applebee's employees. <laughs> or my 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 realistic thought is that Applebee's will be like, we'll FedEx you three polo shirts and just right, put, and them on, Survivor put them on put them on some interns. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know. Like it might have been. I don't know. I thought they were very professional. I was like, these people have served a Hickory Smoked Burger before. Yeah, they were they were brand ambassadors. <laughs> they were very professional. And then wait, more about the. The Benihana blue drink that everyone was drinking. The shark, the shark bowl. Yes. Is there alcohol in that? Yeah. They were feeling you, themselves. Do you think they were? I couldn't tell if uh, they I actually they were, were or not. Yeah. Okay. I think there was. Well, good for them. Because um, it seemed to me like probably not. Negligible amount. Because booze on an empty stomach is tough. I think, but they've they've given them booze in previous seasons. Not that, yeah, but like they haven't starved them. They seem really starving this season. I, I felt that people were getting a little bit loose on that. Wow, loose not Mary. Mary, I don't even know if Marianne's twenty one. I think she's twenty, and that right. girl does not need alcohol. Well, the drinking age also the drinking age in Canada is nine. Well, in Ontario is nineteen, and Munch, in Quebec is eighteen. And what's the drinking age in Fiji, Brett? It might not even. Be 21. As long as you got hair in your chest. Yeah. Put them back. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Um, uh, I will also say this. I didn't think, I thought the burger looked disgusting. Applebee's is not good. Yeah, but. Applebee's (laughs) is the worst of the sort of Americana chain. The best. You know what the best is? Chili's. No. TGI Friday's? No. Fuddruckers? No. I'm you know running it's out. Che- you know it's Cheesecake Factory, baby. <laughs> oh, Cheesecake Factory. No, no, no. I would say I Cheesecake Factory is different, though. Okay, but can I tell you something? A personal anecdote? I would There's one it. Cheesecake Factory in all of Toronto. And it's wow. located at a mall, which is very, of course. Of course. Yeah. I attempted to go to this Cheesecake Factory location on a Tuesday at 3 p.m., when you'd think surely there's an open table or perhaps even a seat at the bar. I'm not picky. I just wanted a little nibble and a little drink. A little nibble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was quoted a three hour and 45 minute wait <laughs> at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. That's so how if you much want to Canadians. Eat dinner at 
yeah. Cheesecake Factory, you have yeah. to go in like 2 or 3 p.m. I just couldn't believe. And I was like, in my head, I was like, this has to be like a COVID. Maybe it's COVID. They're not, they're seating at, it a holiday? you know, it 25% capacity. I don't know. I, I, I was like, maybe they're just lying to me because they hate me. This hostess took one look at me and said, I'm not seating this bitch. Yeah, look at her. So I took a, I took a glance inside. And it was absolutely bustling. I've never seen more people in a restaurant. And I lived in Manhattan, baby. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It really was that popular. So Canadians love Cheesecake Factory is all I can say. Yeah. Uh, we have so much else to get through. I know. Okay, I, I respect so, your cheesecake story. Thank you. <laughs> but so, so this is a big jumbo episode where it's not the merge. It's like the merge light, right? It's the merge. Where, yeah, it's the merge. But, you know. It just has to be like, wait, 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 not so fast. <laughs> um, Another couple Jeff notes. <laughs> yes, please. I love his direct to Cam. Yes. And he drops a little bit of Hollywood lingo in there when he's like explaining the rules. And he's like, the S42 players don't know this. I love that he calls them <laughs> S42. Like that. I don't know about also, you idiots in Montana, but that means season 42. Yeah. I also loved, like, we got a glimpse of the true professional that Jeff is because he was getting this, he was getting this take in one, he was so confident he was getting one in take. one take. He was like, let them walk behind me. Let them trickle in as I do this monologue because I will get this right. Yeah, and give you me will the not script. have to send them back. I know this is exactly 38 seconds when they're over mm -hmm. there. Come to me, whip the camera around. I'm going to hit my yeah. spot and finish it. And he hit that mark and he delivered those lines. If you asked me to do that, I would have, it would be like 20 takes. I'd like fuck up a hundred times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they, the survivors would get so mad because they'd have to keep going back and walking in, but he hit it. So, um, we got, we got to spend some time with daddy this week. And let me just say, I've never loved or related to him more when he was like, <laughs> I'll go be alone on an island. Honestly, he was like, I prefer this. He was like, I'm having a good time. When this happened to Erica last season, I was like, oh no. Yeah. A shark is going to jump out of the ocean and eat her. Yeah. And then this time I was like, you know what? I kind of would probably be the rocks for it. I'd be like, I just want to chill for like two days. And like, I really, it made me like him more. I love, he's like, he's exactly, I, I live alone. Yeah. But I'm constantly talking to myself. And he was mm -hmm. just like me. He was like, you think you have enough firewood? Double it. Ooh, organic cords. Nice. <laughs> he's just like just narrating everything he's doing. It was. I don't think he would. I think he would do that if the cameras weren't there. Oh, 100%. He was on vacation mode. Vacation dad mode. Vacation he was dad like, mode. Thank which means God. working on a beach somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Putting your hands on the hips and glaring into the water. That yeah. tide's coming in is what he's saying to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Having a folder full of passports and confirmations. <laughs> and like waiting like four back in line at the, at the desk at the airport being like, I'm going to give her some of my mind. And having those goofy glasses that we had yet to see. I love that his sob story is he has ketoconus. You know why? Because there's another dad in Danny's life who has ketoconus and it's my husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> he also has a bum eye. It is a very unfortunate thing to happen oh, to your eyes. I'm so sorry. That's horrible. Uh, I mean, but I'm glad it's getting, I'm like, wow. I'm happy to see this representation on CBS. <laughs> now people will know about this eye problem. 
Brock's story, who we have been dumping on for six weeks, he yeah. stands atop this mountain and he's like, I'm going to take this in because I'm never going to have an opportunity like this. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to have clear vision. Yeah. I might be I'm, blind by the end of my life. Oh my gosh. That was so beautiful. It really was amazing. And, you know, th- cameras have come a long way and that's why they had to remake West Side Story. But, <laughs> but they still can't capture the beauty of certain things. And as I was looking and it was a gorgeous shot, like the colors were amazing of yeah. that sunset. I was like, I bet this doesn't even come close to how beautiful this was in real life. I'm just really happy Rockstar. I got to have that experience. I'm really happy that someone looked back at Spider-Man films from the early 2000s. And we're like, we need, we need to make a version with good cameras. Like Steven Spielberg used to. Damn what you. Toby Maguire was doing this in front of a camera from 2020. What if, yeah, what if Toby Maguire hadn't aged, which really he hasn't much. Um, I was afraid that Roxroy was not going to do it because Roxroy is such a... Oh, I knew he was going to. Such a... Yeah, I mean, because we, as we've discussed, there really there is very, very little downside to doing it. But yeah. And and I was reading an article, I think in Vulture. I, I'm sorry, I forgot the person's name who does the weekly survivor recaps for Vulture. But they said that even an extremely conservative player like Roxroy would basically see the benefit of, of doing it. And... You know what? But I was like, Rockstar is so like rules based and order based, and I, I was like, man, maybe he might not do it. But hate, hatred for our girl Tori, not our girl, no one's girl Tori, no one's girl Tori, Tori of all the people to pick as an enemy, she picked my man Rockstar. Tori, we haven't seen that much. We have, Tori's been surviving for a while yeah, because the she sure has. tribe has not been really voting out people. Uh, now that now that we're into the merge, this woman is going to be a major fixture in everything that happens because she is perhaps one of the most toxic people I've ever seen on television. I mean, when she dared, because like you have to. <laughs> amazing, <laughs> amazing logic. And again, yeah. this person is not a therapist, says she's a therapist. This person is admittedly a mental health professional. This person, <laughs> you are at your lowest of lows. And this person is like, I will help you by poisoning you against everything in the world. Right. Absolutely psychotic. Well, it's like your team decided to send him there, honey. And then you're going to be mad that he and you knew you knew he'd get a little power that would switch things up. And now you're going to be mad about it. Give me a break. Well, she, give me a well, she's break. mad because it was a gift. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I love you. that. That was <laughs> I am, love that. That was amazing. Like this person's brain is completely shattered into pieces. Uh-huh. I don't even want to know what their politics are because I know what her <laughs> like. This just her logic of like being so pissed off at everything and so yeah. and bending backwards to make anything fit her logic. I'm like, we all this know. person, this person, had, <laughs> this person was standing in front of the courthouse in Maricopa County with some yeah. thoughts about whether to continue. <laughs> we're stopping. I forgot what whether we wanted more or less votes there, but right, <laughs> broke yeah. just completely shattered mush like 2020s mush brain. And it was fun to see, we got a nice little cut 
to Mike whispering to Romeo, like, I forget what he said. He was like, he said something like, this girl's losing it. <laughs> I forget what he said. It was something like, something to show that the fact that the producers included it is they know what we're all thinking. Okay. About Tori. And they there, Yeah. There was a lot of good Mike this week, but like. There was. There was another part where he's like, where Jonathan's like there and, and, and Jonathan's like, Jonathan, Mike's like, Jonathan's a man's man. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just has like he just falls in love with all these he guys. And yeah. to be honest, we should just have a member of the sort of New York area fighter fighting force on every reality show from here on out. Like, oh, the, it's a very good as archetype. a as like a, a type of guy, probably yeah. the most entertaining type of guy yeah. America has to offer. Yeah, I would say that's pretty close to true. Um, yeah, he has, he just loves Jonathan. He's like, Jonathan's a big bro. I used to be a big bro. <laughs> like, and then he loves, he, hi, then he loves Omer and hi, like every single guy is like, I, I love yeah. you, man. I'm, I, I'm really happy to be here with you, man. Wait, I have something very quick to say about hi. Of course. Okay. So Romeo gets like a little bit of time this week to be like, cause they've merged together. So now they're yeah. all meeting each other and Romeo has a bit where he, where he's like, hi is so open about his sexuality. Like, I'm not comfortable there yet. The thing that spurs this from Romeo, hi is telling a story to everyone at camp. And this was the story. Okay. This was the story. The story was. This is as shocking as the Applebee's waiters. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I was on a dating app where I was swiping. Yeah. And. It was hard to make a connection because I was on my morning commute on public transit. Like it was the most non-specific story that this you could is... ever tell. I was like trying to because I was like, why are they inclu including this? This is like when like an improviser has to make up the start to a scene. Right. Because it was like I was uh, on a dating app once and uh, I was swiping. And I was on uh, public transit, like to say things like dating app, public transit, instead of like Tinder, a bus. <laughs> it was so weird. And then on top of it, the actual like what of like how he met his partner, it was like, yeah, some guy was like messaging me, but I couldn't tell who it was or his pictures were all blurry. He didn't have anything yeah, in his I profile. Was waiting. But I was just like, okay, fine. I'm like, this, I, this was, this was like so weird. It, to me, I was like, he was like covering up for he was clearly covering yes. up for something. Is it just probes? And like, it's like what? You, <laughs> you clearly just like, which is fine. Many of us, many of us go on the apps looking just for a little one night shindig, oh, and sure, then we find sure, sure. our partner for fifty or sixty years. There's nothing. Yeah, wrong you with never that. know what you're gonna get. Yeah. So. I think that was just it because he was like trying to be like, oh, I couldn't really tell who it was, but I was, but I, but I did respond or whatever. It's like, to be honest, some stranger who you couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> even tell what shape they were. <laughs> you wanted to bone them, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah, all that's fine. Apps, <laughs> I just thought it felt like he was. He was. He first of all, he didn't really remember. He didn't know what he was saying, and then he was like, "He remembered he was, exactly because he left off so much detail. It was yeah. it was the of the mind of someone who knew exactly what they were omitting from the and story." I, thought, I just thought that was so funny that that was the story that caused that led into Romeo being like, "I'm still, you know, 
coming to terms with coming out and talking to my family about it, which is like a very lovely, very specific life experience. It's for that to come out of High's story was so funny to me. So sticking with High, um, we have, of course, of course, the person you want to win immunity the least wins. Tori wins. I don't mm-hmm. even know if she I knew. knew. I mean, I know exactly. I was like, this is a very survivor. I don't know if she knew how much trouble she was in, but regardless, we have this like carousel happening where it's like, all right, well, Jonathan is like, John, look at this guy. Look at that. Yeah. He sucks the meat off the fish and just the skeleton comes out. I mean, yeah. Romeo wants Jonathan out. Lindsay wants Marianne out. Then, oh, they want Lydia out. But then that gets back to High, who doesn't want Lydia out. And it turns into this spinning wheel. And we're going to lose someone that we like here. And um, ultimately, Lydia goes home with High being someone who voted her out. Yeah. High <laughs> is a really great sport. <laughs> I think he, I think he saw like, there's no way out of, of no of this. He had to do what he had to do. I just think he's got a great personality. I like despite him a lot, yeah. his inability to tell a good story. <laughs> um, I just he I, has I, I the like good story. him a lot. The good story is not on CBS. It's yeah, on, it's not going to be Paramount told on Plus. camera. It's Paramount Plus. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think that's that also speaks to how smart he is. He's like, I'm not giving them this for free. Good for him. Save it for the book. Um, there were. Not include. I mean, there were six votes against Lydia. Seven, you know, like mm-hmm. so there were there were enough to vote her out, even if he didn't vote o- along with it. Like I think he just sensed the numbers. Not to mention, I'm I, Omer was was going to vote against her as well. I don't know if Omer um, made public to the other people that he didn't have a vote. I believe he told some people. I'm not sure if High was uh, aware of this, but like Omer's another person from his perspective. Let's say he just he believes Omer has a vote. That's six people voting her out, and like mm-hmm. he, you know, granted one of them didn't. Again, one of them didn't have that that vote. You know, the only people who voted who didn't vote out Lydia were people who did not who, who don't have a clue what's happening in the game. Yeah. Chanel and Tori vote out Jonathan. Don't have a clue what's going on in the game. Right. Because those two specifically are like targets 1A and 1B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Romeo and Lydia vote out Marianne. I, I'm not sure why Romeo was kept in the dark there. That's going to be interesting for him. And then Roxbury, who before he went to an island for two days by himself, had no idea what was happening socially in the game. He votes for Lindsay of all people, which is crazy. <laughs> but <clears throat> There was an incredible moment of television where... Five of them are standing around talking about how I forget if it was like how they're going to vote out Chanel or they're going to go against Chanel or whatever. And she walks over and they're all whispering, whispering. And they're like, all right, she's coming over, but like keep talking and make it seem like, you know, we wanted her to come. So, you know, High turns around and is like, oh, come here, come here, Chanel. And so she gets there and they all run out of things to say. And immediately are like, I'm going to go to check the forest. Yeah, I'm going to go to the fire. I'm going to go do this. <laughs> and they so this all is, but that happens twice. That happens twice because <laughs> the first time, I think you're describing the second time, but this happens the first time. She comes over naturally and everyone's like, yeah, I got to go uh, return some videotapes. <laughs> yeah. And then the second time she comes by and they're like, okay, we actually have to really not do that the next time. <laughs> 
And then I, I think it was high or, or someone like that is like, hey, Chanel, come over here. So yeah, they wave her over. thinking this is a thing because we all really like you and we all really have good vibes about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. I, yeah, I got to go fishing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, bye. It was so right now. beautiful. Was that a, was a great moment. Chan- yeah, Chanel. She's interesting. Yeah. She, she's interesting because she kind of is so blunt with people and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. She's not long for this survivor. Well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad there's people who like are a, a thorn in people's I do too. sides, I like Tori too. and Chanel. You know, whatever. That's, that's fun. That's what's fun about this. Well, along those lines, let's get to some questions. From Spicy Marco, survivor question. I know we all love Marianne, but how hard would it be to live with her on the island while you're tired, starving, and homesick? I spend <laughs> fucking 45 minutes a week with Marianne. And the way they cut it together, I'm like, man, I completely see Jonathan's side about it. I would have chopped mm-hmm. her foot off with a machete as well. <laughs> I love yeah, her. I love enough. Marianne. She is yeah. iconic, instantly iconic player, but she is really annoying. Yeah, she gets on you after a while. It's like, and this wasn't this was a jumbo episode, so we got oh, yeah. a lot. And every episode has because it's like you can't ignore her because she's also kind of just so random. She says unexpected things, and that I love that in a in almost anything. So you got just have to include her because it's like when else are you gonna have the opportunity to show this off to people? Um, but yeah, I also don't think I would want to be in cahoots with her for very long. Um, Explogan wanted to say in Survivor episode one, I thought Brett was way off base with his read on Tori. Now she seems super unhinged. So hashtag Brett was right. Hashtag Brett was right. (laughs) Now that we're a few episodes in, are any survivors surprising you from first impressions to now? What about house guests? Oh, that's about Big Brother. We don't need to talk about Big Brother. Um, in terms of Survivor, (laughs) in terms of Survivor, um, I think we were pretty right on about most of them. I'm trying to think, like, because I still love. I think I'm surprised at how much I like Hi. You know, most yeah, he, didn't give, he didn't give much. He didn't give much in the in the interviews and stuff. But yeah, he's he's great for sure. I miss Jenny. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you know what? I think it's really easy for us to look at the the broiest white guy every season and be like, oh gosh, I need one another one of these. Like a little a whole another hole in my head. Mm-hmm. I'd like Jonathan a lot. Like and the I same thing too. happened last year with Xander. We look at Xander and he's like, I'm 21, I'm into crypto and like Elon <laughs> yeah. Musk is my favorite person. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. But then he's like, he still kind of felt a little bit sneaky and disingenuous as he was like doing his kind of heroic Xander thing throughout that season. But like Xander was a really fun person. He, really he fun. couldn't help but root for. And I kind of feel the same way about Jonathan. Like, Well, J- Jonathan really is like a cartoon. Like he is truly like Gaston, but not evil. Yeah. <laughs> like he is just so hilariously large and everyone talks about it constantly. And it's just so obvious in the competitions. It's like, I don't need to watch this. I know whatever team has Jonathan on it is going to win. I know Jonathan's going to do really well at everything. And not only that, it's only, you know why it's actually worth watching? Because it's interesting to see how someone of Jonathan's strength and stature, how easily he can do all this shit. Yeah. But then on top of it. It's so interesting. And on top of it, he's really, really eager to just say like, yeah, 
people talk about how big I am and it hurts my feelings and makes me cry. <laughs> I, know. I just want to eat my 18 <laughs> eggs in peace. I can't go to a restaurant and order my 18 egg omelet in peace without people thinking I'm a monster. Someone who I think is pretty interesting actually is Lindsay. And Danielle's like, who's Lindsay? You're silence. You're like, continue, Brett. Describe this person I mean, who's on Survivor. Yeah, I don't remember her at all. Um, I, I thought you were gonna say Lydia. Okay, so this is gonna be I like, my like, new she's thing. gone, bro. So I think I think Lindsay actually has a really good shot to win the game. Lindsay is the blonde woman who's on who was on the oh, yes. orange okay. tribe with Yeah. She almost is, went to yeah. She is who is yeah, who is also probably the second most capable <laughs> physical competitor in the game. She is like you know, in terms of just when they when they scripted out who's on what tribe, Lindsay and Jonathan are probably the two most best like physical players in the game. I remember who she is now. So <clears throat> I think she has that going for her. And I think she's just like really not on anyone's radar. She's not on like much of the audience's radar. <laughs> That's for I sure. think I, I just think in terms of like just kind of you know, handicapping this like eight weeks out from the finale, I'm like, I, I would definitely put her towards the top of a list of, of people who I think are likely to win the game because no one's really coming after her. Everyone kind of works with her. The only person who voted against her was Roxroy, who, you know, didn't really know what was going on. And I, I don't think is I don't think he's going to vote for her. Like, I think next time he'll probably have a better idea of what's happening. So I think he's well, she's well protected by Jonathan, obviously, and Omer too, who was really a really good Omer episode. He actually probably displayed the most, uh, he was the most adept at social engineering in this episode. However, still a lot of time left. Like maybe people are gonna be like, you know, Omar was the one, Omar was the one who flipped it against Lydia. Uh, you know, she might have two meat shields ahead of her that she's really closely aligned with. I, 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 she's someone who I'm like, I kind of, I kind of like, and I kind of like her to win the game. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that I know who she is, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm rooting for her to win, but I like good for her. She's very good at being not noticed. <laughs> but great she talent. looks like a survivor winner. She like, she's like yeah. sinewy and, and she's like, she's just like, she, she seems like she knows what's going on. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I like Drea a lot as well. Drea also is very under the radar. I do know who Drea is, but she's she's doing a good job, especially the further she gets. She needs to get away from Tori. For sure. She and Drea, honestly, like, I think her and Omar probably might be the two smartest people. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. Um, and as long as she can hide that, <laughs> then that's probably in her best interest. And as long as she can hide that, then oh, also from Montreal. Yes, I know. Crazy. So many Canadians breaking into survivor territory. Um, I, I, it's going to be traumatic for me to relive what I experienced last night. We'll have to do it another time. But I did watch Spider-Man. No way home. Or at least I watched the first hour and 15 minutes of it wow. before I threw up my hands and I said, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. This movie is so bad. <laughs> this movie made a billion dollars and this... everyone who watched it, including me, was like, hey, that was pretty good. All right. Well, maybe rent it again and see oh, if I'm it not, holds I'm up. I'm not. That's the thing with this. Like, 
I was watching this movie. I'm like, this movie is really great. People are going to fucking love it. And then in three years, they're going to be like, yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't believe the script for this movie. I couldn't believe it All wasn't a Marvel joke. Movies this are movie's this way. a joke. All Marvel movies are this way. You watch it and you're like, this is pretty, this is pretty good. I'm having a good time. And then uh, this is I, this is kind of how I go into Marvel now. Is like I'm gonna enjoy myself for two hours, and I'm never gonna think about this movie again. And when it's on TBS or TNT or whatever, I, I'm just not gonna watch it. Because you go back and I watch these movies, I see clips of them, I see you know 20, 30 minutes of them on TV. Movies that I went into and like saw in theater, and I walked out being like, that was cool. Yeah. And I'm like, this stinks. Like, I don't even. I didn't even think those. I thought the special effects were bad. Like it all just looks so fake. Yeah. And I, like Tom Holland and Zendaya are very cute. They're very cute. But like everyone else not. was so bad. I actually thought Tom and Zendaya were the best actors. Like standing next to Oscar winner Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina and Alfred. Willem Dafoe, wow. they all sucked they sucked they were so bad they were given the worst lines marissa tomei i felt bad for her why is john favreau like a limo driver in the movie <laughs> like why is he there <laughs> he was wearing a suit is he a limo driver he is ro- he is tony stark robert downey jr's best friend bucky sunny is he his limo driver? Kind Why of. Is he He's like Tony Stark's like valet, who is also like now the CFO of like Stark Industries. <laughs> oh but he's always he dressed. He's like, yeah. And um, I hate, there was this one guy. There was this one guy who is in Doctor Strange's house. But then he's like, I. He's only in the movies for the first ten Wong. minutes. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, I got to go to another dimension. And I was like, take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> the best decision of this whole fucking movie because he opened up a little circular time portal he was like gotta go and I was like man I wish I went with him what am I watching I will Uh, end end the podcast by transitioning from the spider verse to I don't even know what to call it the everything verse (laughs) commented this he said y'all should watch everything all everywhere all at once I did see that film this week, and it was everything everyone is saying. A plus, great movie. I, it, a bit, a bit marvelly for a little bit marvelly. Where I do feel, upon further rewatches, I'm gonna find stretches of it to be like, man, they're they're really sitting here and explaining a lot of shit right now, and I'm just <laughs> gonna sit in here and watch people explain stupid crap. However. That being said, probably one of the most unique, inventive movies I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen I've seen some movies. I saw Deepwater. So okay. I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but like if you want to see a multiverse movie, it's everything everywhere all at once. Not Toby, Andrew, Tom all at once. I didn't even make it to that part. I didn't even make it. Did you know that that was happening in this film? I knew. And I was okay. like, just tell me. I told my husband, just tell me what it's like tomorrow. <laughs> And I asked him and I was like, how was it? He was like, it's fine. It's not, it's not that they're all, good. They're, they're all Spider-Man. All three of them come and they're all Spider-Man. For a you bit. know, we're all Spider-Man. Everyone could be Spider-Man. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Send us, as always, your tweets and your 
questions and your comments to Hey Julie BB on Twitter. And it can truly be about anything. The way this podcast is Please about anything. Do. It can be about Big Brother and Survivor, but really whatever you want. Um, email us, Hey Julie Big Brother at gmail.com. Hit us with hosts for BB24. Yeah. Non Julie hosts. Julie's place. Yeah. Other than Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff.